0: Everyone relax, this is Toe Fop, I'm Charlie Clawson <laughs> I
1: like it, I like a catchphrase at the start And it did make me relax, I'm Will Anderson by the way
0: <laughs> What do you think, we, we should use it it's sort, of, it's, it's, it's sort of taken flight
1: Yeah that was, uh, for those who've now heard the bootleg of the Superpod And we're, we're hopeful there might be even a bit better quality bootleg of the Superpod put together That people can hear Charlie's opening line from his uh, first stand-up gig Everyone relax it's going to be okay. I loved it. And because it just says to the audience, everyone relax, it's going to be okay. You're in the hands of a master yep. doing his first ever stand-up gig. Uh, would that relax people, do you think? Or do you think if you were a pilot on a plane and you came, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking, everyone relax, it's going to be okay. <laughs> no, you're right. It does actually just give yep. a course for what, was like, what, what am I not relaxed about? Should I be panicked? I wasn't even thinking I was panicked until, hang on, I don't trust the guy who tells me to relax. He should just be relaxed. <laughs> That's why those pilots Normally have those voices Like they're really stoned Because it makes people
0: feel like The pilot is just so relaxed Well what Everyone relax Is the first thing you'd say When you're doing An armed uh, Armed bank hold up You'd walk in And you'd you'd say Everyone relax That's what it is Yeah So what you're actually saying is If you don't relax I will kill you Yeah (laughs) Everyone relax It's okay If no one fucks with me
1: Otherwise I start killing hostages (laughs) One by one So what I'm saying is Panic It's not okay Yeah (laughs) And that sums up this
0: podcast perfectly. (laughs) Good. All right, we've got a catchphrase. We've got an opener. Yeah. I like it. Finally, it's only taken us, what, 78 episodes? Not bad. To come up with a catchphrase? It's all right, man. Whatever.
1: You know, and then we'll just, we'll use it over and over until people hate it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like normal catchphrases we'll sell a few t-shirts and yeah. then we'll get rid of it it'll be like the I didn't do it kid <laughs> yeah. people will love that shit and then people will be like oh I don't want to fucking relax stop saying everyone relax <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then I come out with "Was it Wubba Wubba? <laughs> what's Butts? <that? laughs> follow up right. yeah. waka waka no or something like that it's, yeah Wubba, yeah yeah. what was Chachi's from uh, Happy Days he had one did he, he yeah he go like that I'm doing a hand motion that no one can see but it's like um, wah 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 that was his catchphrase. Don't you remember that? It sounded like that. It was a Waka Waka. You know what? No, hang on. Fuzzy Bear was Waka Waka Waka. Yeah. And Chuck are, are you
1: getting con- Chuck G confused with Fozzie Bear? No, no.
0: I'm pretty sure. Scott, you know Bayer when Fuzzy Scott Bear, Bear was in Happy uh, Dice. You remember when Frank Oz was operating Scott Bayer? Yeah. <laughs> Uh No, I'm pretty sure it was Wah Wah Wah. Like, yeah. Because I think, and the way he would use it, would like he'd see a hot chick and he'd like fold his arms and lean back and go like, Wah Wah Wah. Oh, Maybe you could bring that back, ironically. Wah
1: wah knee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the band Wah wah knee was so hopeful when they first heard him say wah wah wah? Yeah. They're like, oh, he's, wah, wah. Oh, he's, he's going to mention, ah. Oh. <laughs> Which was always the reaction people had when they heard wah wah knee. <laughs> Coming up next, wah wah knee. <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> Take that, wah wah knee. It's just wah wah, disgruntled sigh. <laughs> They were Wawa when Knee left to go solo. <laughs> I uh, met one of the guys, the lead singer from Wawa. Knee. Yeah. I, he I, he uh, he was in a. He a said band. to you, "Would you like to upsize that meal, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. He still he still plays. He plays. He's like a keyboardist slash like session. Is that what they call them? Session musicians. Yeah. He plays for other people. Yeah. Right. So when like um you know Sony or whoever else is sending out one of their acts, i will send out him, and he has still got like the rock star moves. We just, we just did this little solo shot of him playing like a, a, a keytar. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Playing a kita and he was backlit. We had some dry ice going, well, doing like an 80s kind of tribute kind of thing. You'd hope so. <laughs> but either that or
1: you guys think you have
0: some original <laughs> ideas that may not be as original as you think. It's so the one thing about music videos from the 80s is there's always a fan turning, a silhouette of a fan turning somewhere. It's like everything was shot in an industrial area. You just need that slow turning fan. Blue gels. It's nice soft lighting, maybe a billowing silk curtain, but definitely like a, fla- a fan turning slowly. Yeah, but
1: also quite a lot of the time, somebody just like, you know, into a fan. Like there was a lot of a fan, like blowing people's hair, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. or that
1: sort of thing, or they yeah. were like singing near a fan or near some very
0: windy occasion. But if you've ever sung near a fan, you know it makes your voice go like, blah, 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 and that's how they invented auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's that? And who, thus,
1: L and FAO were born. <laughs> yeah, who's that dude? Who's the, um, the the rapper? The one who sings, you know, on the boat and stuff like that. You know, the one who's um, T Pain. T Pain. Do you reckon T-Pain first came up with his sound one day when he was just singing near a fan? Yeah. And he was definitely. like, this is good. Yeah. This
0: is really good. I can make a career out of this. And when, so where, would this autotune, like, has it been around for a while? I mean, not in the in the style that T-Pain uses, yeah. like as a stylistic kind of yeah. thing. Because I you know what it was. It was Cher. Do you believe in life after life?
1: That's definitely one she could have come up with singing in a fan at home. Yeah. That, that one sounded definitely like a fan at home. Like, but that's a anything l- that sounds somewhere between singing and a Dalek, essentially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in extermination? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw a, a woman down the street the other day with, like, a kind of... You know when you see, like, an ironic print on, like, a T-shirt or a handbag or something like that? No. And you kind of go, I get it. But I don't really get the point it's trying to make
0: because I think that's... so it's like a it's like a portrait of David Hasselhoff from the eighties, or yeah. something like that. And you but know, it's like, worn by like a hot chick with glasses and a green beanie.
1: Yeah, but you know, like how Banksy sometimes appropriates actual art and then kind of puts a twist on it, yeah. so that you see like the oh. Mona Lisa with a monkey's face. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Andy Warhol, I guess you know, was one of those people who would juxtapose sort of you know popular culture and things
0: that people saw. All no, right, Grandpa, I keep the references current. Yeah. <laughs> Banksy was fine. <laughs> It's not a bloody arts education podcast. <laughs> do not have to show you credentials. We thought they were gonna be fart jokes, not art <laughs> jokes. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know much about farts, but I know what I like. Um, so the handbag was the you know, the the iconic Che Guevara image, but it was Cher. Ah uh, so yeah. it was Shay just with an R on the end. Yeah. And at the start I was like, Oh yeah, that's kind of funny and like pop culture and a twist on and then for all day afterwards I was like, what does that mean? But like that's only just because her name, the names are similar, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the only up, thing they've done. They've just gone. We can put an R on the end of this and make Shay into Share. Yeah. Why, does is that, that it enough? Oh, well, or you think there's some
0: parallels between? Yeah, I wanted. I wanted. He's uh, like a a, a a dividing figure, like a hero to some, and yeah. you know, villain to others. And is Share? Cher... Oh, I guess Share might be. A not, hero to not some a polarizing and... figure. I'd say she's very popular. Yeah. Share. I mean, she's maybe sort of forgotten about now or irrelevant but yep. she, i think she was always popular like yep. liked by kind of mainstream and kind of alternative do you, do you think it was one of those things where i don't know i've got no maybe idea. i thing, have no- maybe the thing that shea Guevara and Cher
1: have in common is they were both uh you know famous for one thing but
0: underrated for their acting <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have no cultural barometer for Cher to know like she's a big gay icon but I guess there was Sonny and Cher, which was like... She had two incarnations, kind of, yeah. right? One was kind of like, you know, the goofy sort of loving uh, singer chick and yep. then serious actress Cher. Yeah. she won an And Oscar, then gay right? icon Cher. Well, was that not... I would have thought the gay icon would have started with Sonny and Cher.
1: Yeah, but no, no, but this was her, more her comeback with the, you know, the all the sort of dance stuff and the, you know... Being on the giant cannon, surrounded by right, sailors right, and right, stuff—that right, right. so, was her
0: life. So turn back time. You reckon was her sort of reinventing herself as gay icon? Yeah, I reckon around there. Yeah, and then oh, you know what though? If you think about, because her other thing was her outrageous Oscar dresses. You yes. Know? And if you, if I, <laughs> if I was a drag queen, mm. I imagine that you would look at that and go, "Okay, cool. I've got my outfit for, you know, Saturday's show." Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I reckon she was probably uh, iconic with the gay community before that. Right.
1: Because of a fashion sense.
0: Well, just because, in the same way that, like, uh, you know, Grace Jones or Lady Gaga are kind of gay icons. Because
1: yeah, okay. they're very yep.
0: striking, you know, people who are they're the kind of performance artists in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. How come Marilyn Manson isn't a gay icon? Or is he a gay icon? I think. Too dark. Because he does that same thing, very theatrical, very it's rock and Androgynous as well. I would have thought there'd be. He'd have like... You I know, guess so emo gay. would have that gay
1: emo sort of... Gimo. Yeah. Gemos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a better name. No. Gamos? Gamos. Gamo. No, ga- gamo sounds more like an insult. Oh, you're yeah. such a gamo. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. Is, yeah, gimo. Mate. Gimo, it's classic. It's like you're a spaz Yeah. <laughs> you're a gamo. <laughs> you're a gamo. Uh, we thought we might do a and a today. Yeah. Uh, because we have to uh, do a couple of episodes for while I'm away. Uh, so we, we, uh, put on our Facebook page that we were going to do it. And some people have uh, asked some questions. Now I thought I wouldn't really read over the questions too thoroughly because, you know, like, let's yeah. get surprised on air. Exactly. But I'll, I'll uh, Reading in through mind
0: it, I can edit this
1: and we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, born Turnbull, uh, asked us this one, uh, which reality show could you each win? So if there's a reality show out there, like what, which one do you think you would, A, like to go on, I suppose, and then B, which one do you think you would have a chance of winning? Um,
0: I think, maybe we've talked about this, but I, I always thought Big Brother. I think I, I'd, I'd be a good shot in Big Brother. A, because I'm good at just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. It's your element. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one person who doesn't have to acclimatise the life in the house. Yeah, like, I never leave my house. <laughs> yeah. And they bring us donuts? Brilliant. This is better than my house. Um, I think I'm personable. Yeah. But that may work against me. But I'd say out of all the reality shows, unless there was like a... Or or Project Greenlight. That would probably be the other one. You remember that? That was the... Like a movie-making one. one. Yeah. So Project Greenlight, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, But Big Brother would be the one that I I reckon uh, I could have a real crack at. I definitely couldn't win Big Brother. You couldn't? No. No 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 way. No, No, you'd last about one week. Yeah. (laughs) And then they'd have a
1: tape of eight hours of me up at night just railing on the other people in the house, <laughs> which they would then play to the other people in the house and I'd get voted but out. That
0: could work in your favour because traditionally in Big Brother, the kind of guy who speaks his mind, the firebrand, so to speak, would get nominated for the first five or six weeks. Yep. He'd always be up because the other housemates wouldn't like him and some of the audience, but then people would start to warm to his kind of like you know insightful commentary.
1: Yeah, but then eventually they always get rid of the interesting ones and let the boring ones win. So I could win. Yeah, you could. Definitely <laughs> win. You could definitely win. Uh, I don't know what reality show that I think that I could win. I um, last Comic Standing. Last Comic Standing, possibly. Yeah. You know, a career one. I suppose that's yeah, probably true. Um, I certainly couldn't go on any of the cooking ones, even though I love cooking. But like, no. I don't. Well, I love cooking shows. I don't love cooking. I don't. I don't cook at all. Yeah. No. Um, I. Couldn't go on Big brother,
0: I don't think I'd be good on any of those sort of amazing race or survivor I wouldn't no i actually I think you'd be okay at Survivor. I think if you made alliances with enough people who are capable physically capable and motivated that's what I have to do. You'd have to manipulate because I'd others. be no good in any of those challenges with my dodgy hips, yeah, yeah. You know, But I think you could form an alliance. I mean, they have old people on Survivor or infirmed people on, yep. on Survivor. Thanks for comparing me with those people, the
1: old and the infirmed. They had have, they, they have that one with ramps on the island, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was on electric scooters. Everyone got parks really close to the shops. A special Survivor. <laughs> Your Survivor challenged uh, I think I would be okay. I think I would have a crack at Survivor because I think in Survivor, people don't mind you being a little bit meaner to the other contestants. I think having a sense of humor and people liking you
0: would be handy. Well, I think that, and I do think that I am strategically. I think you'd be good because you're yeah. a very strategic person. So I think that you strategically, as long as you could get a few people to like you, that would be the big challenge. Yeah, because you're not the most personable kind of dude to meet first. Up. That's true. That is so. True. I don't know how you'd form those alliances, but just say, you know, so by some miracle, people liked you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go on, people. All you need to do is you just need to find yourself the, the most physically capable guy yeah. on the island um, and then and give him hand jobs and then, while the cameras aren't on. <laughs> and, then, and then a patsy, then a guy who you can yeah. easily sort of like, you know. I'm like, guys, I'm willing to do anything to win this. And by anything, I mean anal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it up. <laughs> Take me through to the final three. <laughs> The tribe has spoken, my butt has opened. (laughs) Uh, The bad news is I can't walk. The good news is we uh, started a fire. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. I could just see, like, you know, you set up camp with your group for the first night and everyone's sort of, like, you know, sort of getting to know each other and and you just hear a whistle in the background and you're leaning seductively against a palm tree. Oh, I'm just going to lie down in the bushes over here and... uh, well, if someone wanted to lay beside me, I'm not going to stop them.
1: Actually, you know what? where you could do that, where you could actually do that strategy, is you couldn't do it on the Survivor Island because you can't fuck everyone without other people, everyone saying, hang on, this guy's fucking everybody. <laughs> like that. That wouldn't. Be, plus, they have cameras everywhere. It's, you couldn't actually just do it in a discreet way because I don't want to do it on camera. Okay. I'm, I'm only willing to do this to win the game and sure. it, this has got to be off-camera stuff, right? Yeah. So... You could do it on Redemption Island. Do you know what Redemption Island is? Can't remember that. One. So they do this thing now with was Survivor. It a show or was it Survivor. No. Right. So when you uh, like get kicked off the main show, you get to go to this place called Redemption Island, and it's kind of like a. There will always be two people on Redemption Island, and they have a challenge of their own that eliminates one of them each week. But there gets to a point in the game where the person who's who's on Redemption Island, like you know, gets to come back into the game. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. You could go to Redemption Island where they don't really have cameras and just, like, fuck everyone who came through Redemption Island and say, if you lose the challenge to me tomorrow, I'll, like, you know...
0: Yeah, yeah. Let you come in my hair or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what... You're, you're, your two go-to moves are anal and come in my hair. I don't really know. My hair's very nice. <laughs> um, I don't really know... <laughs> I don't really know what they're into
1: these people but they might be all into
0: whatever they're into Uh, the problem the the major flaw I can see with this strategy is you haven't accounted for the fact that you're on like a desert island and it's all sand and little bugs and whatever poor hygiene whatever man you're gonna be rolling around in like you're going to get, like, chafing real bad. Well, I'll make somewhere nice. How am I going to fill my days on Redemption
1: Island? <laughs> just laying down palm leaves. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Climbing up for coconut for coconut oil, just to keep us all, you know, nicely lubricated. <laughs> you become Survivor's slut. Yeah. But I've made this, like, boudoir out of all shit you can find on the island. Kind of like the professor uh, from Gilligan's Island, yeah. but if he was a prostitute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'll sit right back and I'll tell you. tale of the people trip? You know? The millionaire and his wife. the movie star and a filthy male whore.
1: (laughs) That would have been a good twist on uh, Gilligan's Island if one of them had been a male (laughs) (laughs) gigolo. That's
0: kind of what the professor was, though. I got the feeling that he was sticking it to Ginger and Marianne. They are always fighting over him, and he had that kind of cool, aloof kind of quality, good hair. Yeah, right, so you think he was like a secret player, the professor? Oh, definitely. Did you not think there was some sexual... He could have been gay. That's I always the thought
1: thing. that's why the girls liked him. You know, they, they want his attention. He was kind of like, you know, asexual. He was more interested in science yeah, than yeah, he yeah, was yeah, in, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, he could have been either. Because they know. were so hot.
0: Yeah, they just couldn't believe there would be a guy on the island. I mean, yeah. there's no one. There's literally no one else to fuck except for Mrs. Howell. And I mean, seriously, yeah. you're going to go there? Also, she's in a relationship. You've got to respect and that. And obviously, the fat guy and the skinny guy. Something's going on. Something's there. going on. We're not sure. He's why. chasing around. He yep. calls him his little buddy. Yeah. There's something going hits on. Hitting with there. his hat all the time. So you'd think, unless this guy was gay, yeah. he'd be fucking all over that. How long do you think it would take before you'd have a crack at Marianne or Ginger? I'd be on the boat. Yeah, like That's literally. literally- <laughs> Yeah, literally on the boat. Like, the, the boat's taken off. The, the weather hasn't even got bad yet, and I'm having a crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. In this scenario, like, you, you, you have a girlfriend, like yep. you do. Oh, okay. So, how many days are you on the desert, and you're like, well... I oh, okay. I can't, we still thinking about Because you might, m- be, might rescued. be rescued.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a good question.
0: Um, a month. I'm going to say a month. <laughs> do you think that's a forgivable... Do you think after a month, uh, just so you got picked up after thirty-two days, yeah. and you know you're talking to Amy, and you're like, "Look, I have to tell you something. I thought we're never gonna leave that island, and um, well, I had sex with Gilligan, the skipper, too, the millionaire and his wife, the movie star, <laughs> 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 Professor. Nah, so you get it. Uh, do you think she would be okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do.
1: I think, because we quite often, like, you know, I mean, we joke around a bit about it more than we, I think, would actually do it. But I think we're the sort of couple that, given the right circumstance, you know, and if the other person thought it was cool enough, we'd we'd kind of be
0: able to step around that, I reckon. If you wanted to, I mean, if you wanted to badly enough, have sex with, like, two girls, you could set this entire thing up. (laughs) Like, you could actually arrange for a boat cruise. It'd be some like publicity event. You do it to promote Gruen or something like that. Yeah. And so you go out on a three hour tour yeah. with like um, Russell Howcroft and his yeah. wife. <laughs> uh, you know, a sailor and his first mate, not important. Yeah. But then you can take like um, right, Zoe right. Deschanel and. Oh, no, there have uh, got to be people that we could actually take, I reckon.
1: <laughs> like, because if we're going to like. So I was leaving from Australia. Yeah. So can we get. Um, Isabel yeah. Lucas nah I'm a bit over Isabel Lucas okay she'd spend all the time on the island talking to save, save, save the whales just staring at and things. listen to folk music you can hear not it. washing
0: you can literally when she, you look at her you can literally hear like a cog turning yeah that's why she loves whales so much because every time you listen you can hear the ocean
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright so who are you taking is uh, your... Miller I'm going to take oh, Pierre yeah, Miller. Miller good choice yeah is she's your ginger uh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you need a down and so you need like a down it's still really sexy but down to earth kind yeah. of chick. And Pia Miller, I'm taking
1: because um A she's really, really hot. Yeah. And B yeah. I've met her a couple of times and she's a really, really awesome chick. Yeah. And I just reckon that she'd her and you know, I reckon her husband would give, you know Yeah, after a month he'd let her have a crack at someone else. I feel
0: like that's what I'm like he's a footballer after two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, my wife's dead. Oh well <laughs> Plenty more fish in the sea. <laughs> You can't believe the drink cards I got, honey. <laughs> so who's your down-to-earth chick? It'd have to be someone like... Uh, who's a kind of cool, down-to-earth, but still hot chick? It'd be like a host of something, uh, like Susie Wilkes. <laughs> um, who would it be? Oh, um, how about...
1: Uh, this is a bit of a random one, yeah. but... I, I, it just, I don't know why she came to mind, but she did in this situation. Yeah. Uh, do you know Maz Compton? No. Uh, she's like, she's a really cute chick. And oh, she's... Maz from Channel V? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: no, that's cool. Yeah. She's down to F-6. And she chick. does
1: like a Nova radio in Adelaide now, and I bump into her every now and again, and I always think, like, we, we'll we go and like, have a coffee or whatever, because she actually did work experience for me at Triple J, like when Adam and I were doing the show back in the day. Yeah. So I've known her forever, and she's... I was having lunch with her the other day, and I was like you're a really fucking cool chick. Like, so I reckon... You get the will stamp of approval. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now I've taken that leap from me just going, you're a really cool chick, onto me saying, look, if I'm setting up some weird island sex scenario <laughs> with Peter
0: Miller, would you like to be involved? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I was going to go. Uh, so you d- take Dr. Carl, he's your scientist. Yep. So oh, all well, you need right. to do is arrange a publicity event. Yep. But you pass the skipper like, you know... An extra couple grand and just say, Could you just like beach us on this island? Oh yeah, right. Is are there any uncharted are there any uncharted islands? Are there any unmapped islands around, you know, off the coast here? And he could say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So you get him to crash off that island and then you can have a threesome with Pia and Maz as long as you give it a month. Yeah. (laughs) And no harm, no foul. Right. I should have
1: invited women who would be more intimate. <laughs> that was the one, that was the one. <laughs> both of those women have a much better taste they would like they would wait heaps more than a month <laughs>
0: yeah, never, like if I both was off Dr. Carl going, exactly. wow, it's better than Anderson
1: yeah that, that, that was that's the only flaw in that plan alright we didn't come up with a show I win but anyway uh, that, that, that's fine no, that's I think fine. we can move on for that one okay um, junior master chef maybe no those kids are really good cooks yeah <laughs> Uh, Fee Dalwood Fee Dalwood yeah. Said if Godzilla Ever came to Australia <laughs> Which giant monster Would he fight? Is there a, f- uh, a famous Australian monster?
0: Well it'd have to be Like a bunyip of some kind Wouldn't it? You know Alexander Bunyip It could be um, From Sherl's neighbourhood Oh yeah right. <laughs> He fights Alexander Bunyip What about Fat Cat? He could fight Fat yeah, Cat Humphrey B. Bear Yeah it's Silent but deadly <laughs> Marty Monster yeah, that would be that would be the natural one, Marty Monster. Did you? Were you too old for the Early Bird Show, or did you get that? As- I was too old for that, mate. I that was—I don't know if it's just me, but that felt like that was a huge cult when I was a kid. Like, I, it was—it was a three-hour Saturday morning cartoon show mm. where I'd play like Transformers and stuff. But in between, they would have like all these like competitions for kids, and two that they had that I was obsessed with. One was a remote control car competition. So three kids would get to go up and you race like a remote control car around a track, and the winner oh. gets like a jet hopper. Cool. My God, I because you get you'd have to write letters in to you know see if you'd be accepted. I wrote I would say close to like 150 letters Are trying to get accepted, and not once. But my sister did. Really? And she entered like once, but she didn't win. No, so we didn't get a remote control. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> that show was awesome. But they also had... Uh, Maybe they
1: just let her on because they'd received all your letters from the same address. <laughs> and were like, if you have to live with this kid, <laughs> yeah. you deserve yeah. something. You deserve to
0: be on TV. <laughs> but Marty Monster, the guy who played Marty, he did this breaking the third... No, not breaking the fourth wall. It's, it, what do you call it when... It was the aggro thing. He acknowledged that he was like a guy in a suit. Like oh, that okay. was kind of... Yeah, all right. Like, you know, he was Marty Monster, but he was also a guy in a suit. And he sort of became this kind of... This cult... Icon. I remember like heaps of kids like you watching this this guy in the suit. He's he's telling the truth. He's the truth
1: giver, man. He's not talking to us like we're kids. He was the Bill Hicks of his generation,
0: (laughs) Marty Monster, just just speaking the truth to the kids. And then years later, there was a nightclub (laughs) in hawthorne called the G Spot. Oh yeah, I've been to the G Spot. (laughs) Probably the first time in your life. (laughs) Oh, it was hard to find, but I eventually got in. (laughs) Come to the G-Spot if you can find it. I think that was their tagline. Yeah. But there was a bouncer there, this really big guy who they used to call Tarzan, mm. big guy, Harry. And someone told me, oh, that was Marty Monster. Really? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if anyone could actually confirm That's a sad that showbiz story, though, isn't it? Marty the glory Monster's- of Marty
1: Monster, and now he's just a bouncer at the G-Spot. <laughs> I mean, I was- he had those heights, you know, sniffing cocaine off the back of hookers in the Marty Monster outfit. And there he is, a back, bouncer at a nightclub. Backstage at the early bird show. They thought it had they, they thought they had it all. I said, we're going to start early, but we're going to move to late night. wings of wax, well. yeah <laughs> uh, I would like to see if Godzilla came to Australia uh, to, uh, uh, Godzilla to fight one of two people uh, either a the dingo that took the baby because thats but what, it has to be a mutated form. no no i'm, I'm, I'm I just like
0: how that would be over in two seconds. No,
1: nah, that dingo is cunning. <laughs> Secondly, uh, Mick uh, Mick Taylor from uh, Wolf, Wolf Creek. Yeah, right. Because he's be like, awesome. a, you know, if we're going to do an Alien v. Predator, yeah, yeah, it's totally. Godzilla versus Mick Taylor. <laughs> but in like the desert, So Mick's got some natural advantages. Like, I don't know. really know. Godzilla, I,
0: I, were you into Godzilla? Not really. What's his deal? He's like a, a dinosaur that can shoot fire out of his mouth. Yeah, he's, oh, he's just a giant monster, isn't he, Godzilla? Yeah, but what's his... Some sort of monster,
1: but yeah. He's like a part dragon, part dinosaur or something. That spits fire? Can yeah. he fly? Don't think so. No. Doesn't he walk around and just smash stuff? Well, how's,
0: how's Mick Taylor going to take down that?
1: Like with a series of, like, he'll, he'll lure him in. I run it quips. Yeah,
0: he'll lure him in. Uh, he'll drug him. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll sever his spine. Yeah.
1: Making him Godzilla head on a stick. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. All right. sorted that out. Good question, though. <laughs> Andre uh, Kazacek. Yeah. Uh, asked. Oh, hang on. Can I see that now?
0: I think he's the guy who uh, supplied us with the bootleg.
1: Ah, unreal. Well, um, if it is you, Andre, uh, thank you very much. Fuck you, but then thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you managed to invent time travel as a d- direct result of being raped in prison, would you then go back in time to stop yourself from going to prison? Uh, that's a paradox, isn't it? Well, this is, I guess this is the question.
0: Um, do. Or, is, so essentially, what it boils down to is time travel worth getting annually raped in prison?
1: Yes. Because basically, you could use it to to never. for that to have never happened. Yeah. But. or you could just live with it and keep time travel. So, okay. Well. I,
0: because if you go back and stop yourself from know. going to prison, then you're never going to invent time travel. But what I might be able to do is. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I'll get raped in prison. and I'll use time travel to go into the future to get a sports almanac come back and make myself so rich that I can just forget I can drag myself into fear I can afford the best therapist and the best drugs to wipe it from my memory and the, oh. be, and the best surgeons <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> yeah. and so my rectum back up <laughs> <laughs> alright good I like it
1: uh, Sarah Smith asked oh, what would your wrestling names and gimmicks be if you are offered a contract oh. with the WWE <laughs> include what you'd wear your entrance music and your finisher You've got one in mind, don't you? Didn't you and Justin used to have one? Used to, but I, like, I haven't really thought about it for years. What i like to be. Uh,
0: you know what I'd like to be is... What they're doing with wrestling is it's getting less about kind of traditional icons where it's like, you know, he's the barbarian or, you know, he's the caveman. And it's more like they're blurring the lines, like there's more antiheroes and stuff. I guess you're seeing punk is like the straight edge kind of wrestler. I'd like to be like the hipster wrestler like so when I enter I'm wearing like skinny black jeans and i got like a, a cardigan on and a tie and some thick you know black glasses that don't actually have lenses in them and I don't like cheer the crowd I sort of like disinterestedly saunter to the ring checking my phone <laughs> no I'm one of those um, one of those uh, bikes that you can fold away
1: yeah yeah that's uh... <laughs>
0: And my music would have to be something like The Strokes. Oh, yeah. No, or... no, no. Like
1: even something more obscure than that. It oh, yeah, that's be, it,
0: yeah. Like Mumford and Sons.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your force, but mine.
0: <laughs> Just... And my finishing move would have to be like the, um, something along the lines of, I-, I liked it when it was cool or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. It'd have yeah. to be some sort of. Something like, that's so last year. Yeah. <laughs> It'd have to be like a, a sleeper. Oh, no, what would it be? I'll think about that. What would yours be? Yeah. You could do something like... Like, you
1: could finish by saying... Like, when you finish someone off, you could then stand up and go, yeah, they used to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just... Shrug. You know what it is? Yeah. It's the shrug. Yeah. It's,
0: it's yeah. No, this is your catchphrase. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's the postmodern irony. <laughs> like, I let him win, but yeah. I win because yeah. losing is the new winning. Yeah. Or you
1: hit them with... And something made of iron and your catchphrase is that's ironic because <laughs> <laughs> it's still a bit wrestly. the hipster um, okay that's good that's inspired me I would like to be uh, the stoner
0: <laughs> like, that would, often misses
1: matches yeah, Mrs. matches gets distracted really easily by shiny stuff <laughs> that would
0: be great I could just see you with the stoner as you yeah. work in the mic Yeah, and you come out and you say Hulk Hogan I just want to see um <laughs> oh
1: what were we talking about? <laughs> I love you, man. I'd yeah. <laughs> like that
0: character. It'd be great. Always man. avoiding drug tests before the like the bouts and things like that. And you always start in the ring. Like yeah. you don't actually make an entrance. You're just already in the ring on a couch, eating yeah. Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or trying to get like the last Pringle, like the crushed up Pringles. You got the tin right up. <laughs> the stoner. Yeah, the stoner. What would you what would your entrance music be? Uh Cypress Hill. Yeah, hits, hits from the mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> that would definitely be. Well, I don't know. That sort of suggests that you're a badass. do you know, do you do you what my nick? you know actually my wrestling name would be? What? Cypress Will. Yes! And it, like but my character is a stoner. Uh, but I hang out like with guys like my gang is like guys all like s- all like Cypress Hill type. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those sort of people.
0: Name the three guys at Cypress Hill.
1: Go uh, on. uh oh God. Um uh, Send Dog, Be Real, and
0: Mm. Um Send <laughs> Dog and Be Real, Mixed Master that. No. Uh I don't actually know.
1: Isn't it, well they kind it's of the weird. two main guys, separate, Well Be
0: Real, right? I know Be Real that's the only one. Yeah, Send Dog and Be Real are the two like main rappers. Are they still around? Yeah, I haven't had anything kind of
1: new. I mean, they haven't done anything new for uh, I guess uh, 4 years or something. I know. And uh
0: yet. where are they from? <laughs> I've never been able to tell like what's their uh
1: well, I, I mean what's their ethnicity? Yeah. I think they're like uh, well I they kind of I think there's a crossover between yeah like they might be black and Mexican or right. there's some sort of there's like a I know that they early on did a lot of stuff with Rage Against the Machine and they had they shared a lot of the same like political causes and stuff like that people don't really know that about Cypress Hill but they were quite a political band a political band you yeah know? I guess Prop uh, Forty Eight was probably high on their agenda as well well I think Sendog, you know there's all those like, places that you is can it Prop Forty Eight is that the I'm one? not yeah. I'm not sure but. Um, I didn't get to vote. I would have voted whatever one, whatever way was the way you got weed. I would have been, I would have been in favour of that one. But Sendog, he um, now like you know these legal weed dispensaries in LA. I don't know if he owns one of them or whatever, but one of them when you see the ads in the paper for it, it's send dogs surrounded by these like beautiful women and it's like and then just weed. That's you know? awesome. And
0: it's like I am like, oh, I wanna to go to that one. I was gonna say, that's I what I want to see on the game. I'm standing on a cloud and the pearly gate's open. I wanna see that. Yeah. I'll be wrapped with that.
1: Yeah. So um yeah, so they still like weed, is the point. When I saw them <laughs> when I, when I saw them in Sydney, and I think we have talked about this before, but well, last time I saw them in Sydney, it was at the Enmore, which is a beautiful place to see like anything really. It's an amazing venue, and um, everyone in the room was smoking weed, like everyone, and like passing it around too, mm. like which was uh, very respected in my direction because we were just down the front, and um, yeah, people would just pass you joints, like strangers you didn't know, would just pass it on, and the whole room just smelled like a giant bong. Yeah. But at the end, um, Be Real came out smoking this joint that. Honestly, I think there was two other people holding the joint so that he could smoke it. It was the biggest joint. It was like the Olympic torch. Yeah. It was. It was the Statue of
0: Liberty. The only way he could <laughs> light it would to have his Spaniard shoot a flaming arrow past it. Yeah, that was exactly what it was like. Kathy <laughs> <laughs> Freeman came out and lit his joint.
1: It was massive. It was unreal. It was such a good gig too. I love that. gig. Real was unreal. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, All right, what got us onto that? Oh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, so I'm the stoner.
0: You're the stoner. Yeah. And I'm the hipster. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could work. Yeah, definitely. I call Vince McMahon, see if we can sell those across.
1: Yeah, I reckon. What would my, like,
0: catchphrases be, though? Like, things like... Um, What what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What's your finishing move? I guess it'd be the bomb, or the... uh, Yeah. I think I could say... What's a weed? You've been stoned, or something like that. Or the blunt. You give
1: them the blunt. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I can hit him with a blunt. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Blunt, I, uh, oh, blunt force. That could be my, like... Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. When you form your allegiance. Yeah, you yeah I have blunt, blunt
0: force. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> yeah. But every time they cut to your crew, they're always, like, crashed out. Yeah. <laughs> Asleep. <laughs> or, like, trying to find their keys. <laughs> Constantly forgetting how to get to the ring. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Uh, all right.
1: Uh, shakes Ryan says... Shakes. Uh, yep, Shakes. That's... Nice cool name yeah. hey shakes uh, after the comedic 21 Jump Street
0: reboot did you yeah. see that by the way yes I did and I watched too much of it online before I saw it right because I thought it looked pretty good The previous yeah, we saw tough. that we saw that we both saw that five minute like thing but literally that is all the best bits oh, okay that yeah I mean I kind of was like I could tell as the film was going along I'm like oh god I really have seen all the best bits because you could see where all the builds are going like oh now this is going to end I'm an idiot why don't I watch it online but it was enjoyable. Uh, okay, well, after the 21... 21- and and uh, Channing Tatum is really funny. He's funny? Really funny. Like he, It's like he gets comedy, which is good, because I haven't seen any other film he's done where he seems to get that.
1: He's one of those guys where, you know, you know, you know he's a big star, but you can't quite tell why. Yeah. You,
0: you just feel that someone Everyone really believes, believes in yeah. him. There's a big push for him. You can tell, well, he's fucking good looking, you know? I know, but there's a lot of good looking people. Yeah, but he's just got that. He looks like a young Marlon Brando. There's certain, um, I believe there's certain looks in people, certain actors. Like, Brad Pitt has a bit of a. Well, it's that kind of fat lipped, squinty eyed kind of look. It's just, for, it's gold mine for actors.
1: Uh, uh, after the 21 Jump Street reboot, Channel 7 approaches Charlie and Will to do the same for Blue Healers. <laughs> Fucking hell. What
0: happens next? Um, okay, so you know what? I reckon that'd be fun. So yeah. they ask us to reboot it. As a feature film, yeah, and we do it as a as a comedy. I reckon that'd be fun. I reckon we could do that really well. In fact, that's actually a pretty good idea. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I think that would be actually pretty funny. A comedy
1: set in an Australian country town, where an extraordinary amount of crime seems to happen.
0: I guess it would be a bit like Hot Fuzz. I guess that's what it would end up being like. But I think it'd be kind of funny if you and you could have like John Wood doing like a little cameo as like you know the mayor or the commissioner or, or something like that. I think you could do it actually, Because yeah. you could just satirise
1: everything kind of about the Buddy show. Cop movies and yeah. you know everything about Blue Hills, which was that it was a tiny little country town that had an extraordinarily high yeah crime rate.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's Chase. a brilliant
1: idea, and uh, you're that's not going to hear this idea. in the podcast because <laughs> that was our idea. We've been working on the script for six months, <laughs> and we're going to sue you for even putting this up. <laughs> uh, Camille wanders. Wander's 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 Yeah Um, Do you listen to either the theme song Or Dixie's intro Before you start recording each episode I know it's probably edited in later But I still imagine the two of you Sitting silently but excited Waiting for your big (laughs) moment to start talking
0: (laughs) Is this written by my mother? Sitting excitedly to start talking on your little project? Your <laughs> I <don't>, I <laughs> little funny internet radio program? I don't think you and I have ever sat across from each other excitedly waiting to talk. Um, you know what, though? I get the sentiment, though. When I am cutting it, I do, like, I do get excited. I do like the fact that we have a theme song. I like the John Deeks intro, and I like the theme song. I, I think it's cool. But um, no, we don't listen to it beforehand. No, we do not. In fact,
1: normally what happens beforehand is you test the microphones... I forget to talk into
0: the microphones. Uh, then I come over and then we just start. Yeah. That's pretty much it really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we, we'll, we'll sometimes ask, do you have anything to talk about? Yeah. We try at time time no. And then we say, oh, well, we'll just fucking
1: see what happens. Eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Might be time to do another one of those Q&As where uh, the listeners come up with topics. I think we've got time for um, one more. Okay. If it's a good one. Two, two if it's shit. <laughs> two shit ones or one good one. Well, uh, who, uh, well... Uh, Chris
1: Young you can decide on whether we do another one after this whether your question was good or not Uh, what slash when is the best time to punch someone in the face now in this scenario you have no option but, but to punch this person in the face right okay and it can't be when they're sleeping or passed out so when is the best time to
0: punch someone in the face not sure I understand the question is it, when is the most opportune time to punch someone in the face? Or when is the most justified time to punch someone in the face? It's the op- most opportune time, right?
1: I think, is, um, yeah, I think they're, they're saying, I need to punch someone in the face. When do I do it? I can't do it when
0: they're asleep. Yeah. Um, well... Have you ever punched anyone in the face? No. I have. <laughs> Who? Uh, Some guy. It was just, uh, we There's a party, uh-huh. a bunch of guys crashed the party. Yeah. I'd look, I don't even know. They, it. their skin wasn't the same color as mine <laughs> and from around where we were from. And he, he didn't want me to
1: freak out. His grandmother yeah. should have been mouthing off like Exactly. <laughs> he had a punchable face. a uh, kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was just, it was, I mean, it was nothing. It was like, it was a scuffle if more than anything, but I did punch a guy in the head. I think I punched him about the temple. Um, but uh, I think the best time to punch someone in the face, the only way I could do it, would be for them to put my, to threaten me. That's the only time I'd feel like wanting to punch them in the face. I don't like violence really. Don't like the idea of hurting people. Don't like the idea of getting hurt myself. Um, but if I had to, um, I would provoke that person to attack me so then I could defend myself.
1: Yeah, okay. No, no, I, I, I'm not very good at defending myself, but I could definitely punch someone if someone that I cared about was, was in threatened. danger. What if you were threatened? I reckon maybe I wouldn't necessarily throw a punch right. because I'd rather I'd be looking more like I'll just you yeah, know preserve this like try to self-preservation rather than mm-hmm. like going on the attack mm-hmm. but I definitely think for you know someone that I knew and I wouldn't have to know him that well yeah. because I side with people that I know over people I don't know really fucking aggressively like you know like some people will uh they'll do something you know you'll be out with your partner and you side with the the person who, who's seating people at the cinema, or you side with the person you don't rather know. you don't know rather. Yeah, than, yeah. I almost instinctively always just side with the people that I know, despite the fact whether they're in the right or not. <laughs> like I'm a pretty good friend. You're loyal like a dog. Yeah, but i like, but I don't have great judgment because a lot of the time, <laughs> like a dog. I'm defending something that was actually that person's fault. But
0: I go with the uh, I go with what I know. Yeah, yeah. The only other time I've almost been in a fight was when I was about. 18 and uh, we're playing pool, and uh, there's another group over on the other side of the bar. And one of the girls came up and was like, I left my purse here, where is it? And me and my like four mates, like, we haven't seen your purse. And she's like, Yes, yeah you stole it. I'm like, No, we haven't. She goes and gets her boys, they all come over, and there's like a lot of like pushing and shoving. And I do remember a guy distinctly saying to me, He leans in, he's like, You want to have a shot of the title, man? You want to have a shot of the title? He really said, Make a move. (laughs) I was like, like, What title? Like,
1: do you I'm have saying. a title? A Did th- you bring the belt? What's going on? I mean, if there is a chance I can win a title, I might I'm not sure. win a shot of the title. Yeah, I might. mean, what
0: title will I win? And is this officially sanctioned? What yeah. class are we talking Is IBF? Oh, uh,
1: is it a series of rounds, or is it just one shot at the title? <laughs> I mean, what are the rules for me getting... Is this like a, you know... Winner takes all. I just have to get a three count, and there has to be a ref nearby, like in the wrestling. I'm not, I'm not really sure. All falls count. And how can I be sure you actually possess a title? I mean, you're just telling me, but I don't yeah. know who you are. Exactly. Is it your title? Or do I have to have a shot at someone else? Like, is this meant to confuse <laughs> you? <laughs> 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 uh,
0: no, so we had this sort of push and shove and then we you know, we sort of cleared these guys out or maybe they got kicked out or we got kicked out or something. And I was walking out and I was saying to my mate, fucking hell, man. Like, how crazy was that? And then my mate reached in his pocket and he had stolen his girl's purse. Oh. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. Wow. I almost got my head kicked in for you.
1: Wow, I like that. Um, I think the best time to punch someone would be uh in some sort of sporting arena like so arrange some sort of like you know game of yeah touch footy or or whatever you know kick to kick or something where you could kind of just punch them in the face but possibly you know say that it was an accident you'd have enough gray area that even if they thought it wasn't an accident you know people go oh it's just an accident he was just going for the ball you know that sort of thing or before midday on april one because I think you could just pull it off as like uh-huh. an April, <laughs> April Fool's Day prank.
0: Break your nose. Yeah, April Fool's.
1: It's before midday, mate. That's the rules. Can't come after me. They're the rules in April Fools. Yeah, the April rules for uh-huh. April Fools' rules. <laughs> you have just been schooled in April Fools' rules. Oh, I don't that's know. If work. Of, yeah. No, that's kind of. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, um, are we another I mean, one. Or are we good? No, I think we should.
0: Good. Why don't we? Continue, why don't we do it in the next one? Oh well, Pick to be continued. Yeah, do a All TBC. Right. That's great. Um, check us out on Facebook. Yes. Uh, Rate the show on iTunes. Yes, uh, uh, Tweet Fop is, is our Twitter account. Well, um, you know what? I, I think we mentioned this, but um, we're gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try and get Tofop back on Twitter. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Tweet Fop. I think it was cute, but it's kind of annoys me now. Yeah, I'm over it. It's confusing. <laughs> it is confusing. A lot about this podcast is confusing.
1: Nobody knows what the internet is and how to find internet radio programs. <laughs> Secondly, it's got a stupid name. It makes no sense. Yeah. Thirdly, it's poorly recorded. <laughs> um, are you going to keep going because you're fucking depressing me? That's okay. It's fine. We've we've monkeyed it along. <laughs> we are like... We, this must be... People listening to this, Charlie, We're the jalopy. <laughs> if we were a car, we'd be a jalopy. No, I think what we're like is like, you know, it, people who listen to this are like scientists working with... You know, partly intelligent apes. And like, as we pick up simple skills over the years, the scientists like look on and go, Oh, look at that. Isn't that cute? Planet of the partly intelligent apes. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we are. But they see our intelligence growing slowly. Like, and eventually, like, I'll have to be worried about this,
0: Charlie, because we're coming after them. So what you're trying to say is, we're yeah. some bizarre flowers for Algernon yeah. type experiment. <laughs> it's like, if you listen, they seem yeah. to get smarter. I think that's
1: why yeah, so many people are listening to the podcast these days. I'm, I'm sure they're studying us. <laughs> it's the evolution of stupidity. Yeah. And the great thing is, they're listening to this right now, very proud of us, that we've finally worked out that that's why people listen. Like, they're like, oh... Oh, my God, they are getting... They're getting getting (laughs) self-aware. Rise
0: of the idiots.
1: This was the day where they stopped thinking what they were doing was entertainment and they realised it was just a bizarre social experiment.
0: I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm
1: Will Anderson.